Part of the reason why Greg's birds like miscellaneous foot problems were so hard to diagnose and became such an issue is that it's literally like, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? A vestigial bone in a part of your foot. Most people don't have it, but but some people do. And when you do, it can create all this extra like irritation and can cause tendon issues and stuff. But like most doctors don't like know to look for it or think about it because most people don't have it. It's like a high have a UCL. Yeah. Is that surgery, Britt, where they have to like go in and like break the bone and then like reset the foot? I think they it, it's a small piece. So I think they can actually just go in and like I think they just can remove the sort of unnecessary. It's like your hammy in your hand or whatever. Like a hammy. Yeah. You don't really need this. Kind of, that yeah. That bone also really fucks up baseball players. Oh, so bad. And it's a totally, like, it serves no purpose. Like, once they break it, they just go in and remove it. And they're like, you don't actually need this. It's like your, it's like your appendix or something. You ignore it until it decides to cause problems. It's Nick DeVries. It's Nick DeVries. <laughs> I... I had one last thing I wanted to add, and then I realized add about about weird trans anatomy stuff before we start recording, and I don't. I I, I feel like it's a little too weird for the. We we are recording, Lily. Okay, we've been fine. recording for a minute I mean, and a half. I, I mean, I can talk about how how um how men can lactate, how cis men can lactate. <laughs> I well, but I did. Um, I saw there was an article about that recently that I was like, yeah. There's like, I mean. everyone's got got the like thing usually with like memory glands yeah they're all there yeah there's just like a like yeah everyone's got the mammary glands but you know they don't really have a way to activate them but like there are trans women who will like when their partners have children or whatever will take uh like a there's a drug you can take that um stimulates lactation and they can feed their babies, and it's actually very cute. And that's nice so and cool. That's that, amazing. I love, that. I love that for them. That's awesome. Since I have played the vroom vroom music, here is the sound da, of an da, Arizona goldberry strawberry hoplite uh, again. <laughs> and um, I'm Jesse from the internet. We've heard Lily from the internet, Britt from the internet, Addie from the internet. The gang's all here for vroom vroom. It's so so crazy. It's it's so good. As as we were having our our pre-show conversation uh, about trans anatomy and and such, I had something that popped into my head, but I will spin it to what Lily was just talking about with um, cis man ability to lactate. Um, Who on the grid do we feel like would handle that Best and worst. Oh my god! Wake up one day. Okay. I think it's I think it's both uh both McLarens. Uh, Oscar handles an amazing Lando handles a terrible Lando handles it horribly. I I would also submit Alex Albon as a he would just be totally fine with it. He would be fine. Just rolling with it. He'd be cool. He's like, Nico I, feel like, I feel like Max would hate it, but only because he couldn't drink it himself. Oh, Max would hate. <laughs> oh, God. What's stopping him? He could pump. I was not I guess he could. He could pump. That sentence. He, he wants it fresh out the. He wants it fresh out the. <laughs> Get like a little. Instead of pumping to the to the bottle, just pump it right to his mouth. Like a beer bottle. <laughs> No! Oh my god. Look, you basically are just talking about a variation of those water bottles they all have. Oh, like, like in the, the cars? Yeah, well, their drink systems in the car and also the ones they carry around with like the very long straws. Oh, like the really long bendy straws. They're yeah, so it's funny. Basically like, all you need. Come on now. I am um, so frustrating now. Get- I am above the rest of the field for so many reasons. <laughs> I- <laughs> Now I hydrate myself. <laughs> now I hydrate myself. 
Except oh my this goodness. Is a thing. Max would want to send it out to get it tested to know what like the protein content was and stuff. <laughs> so that he could like compare it to, to his muscle milk or whatever like supplement he would be taking. Absolutely. Um, I think Nico Hulkenberg would handle it great. He'd be fine. Nico is so weird that I can absolutely see that. Yeah, he'd be fine. I, I think Charles and Carlos would both absolutely freak out in totally they different ways. Freak out. I think okay, I think I think Logan Sargent would be very would be weirdly chill about it. <laughs> right. Because I feel like his emotional range is kind of only between like a four and a six. But like like chill frat like stoner frat guy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, his version. Like, he'd be like, how can I make this into ice cream? <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Or like, I use this to play pranks on my friends. I feel like Carlos would be like, oh my god, my like modeling career is over. And right. Charles would right. Charles would be like, oh my god, I don't know how to do this. Like, I don't know how to feed the baby. Like <laughs> my, my, my immediate thought was Charles would freak out. They don't have to grow tits is the thing. It just comes <laughs> out the nipple. But that's the thing. Charles would absolutely be like the nervous, uh, like young first time mother who like yeah. really thinks they're like totally unprepared for this parenting thing. And it's like freaking out about <laughs> every like every time the baby sneezes or whatever like like that's, yeah. that's the emotional level we're dealing with i think well we really should like we've really walked ourselves into a moment where i think we simply must reflect on the two ferraris nearly killing each other at the end of the race <laughs> no risk charles you know i love him for that I love him for that. I was freaking out in the moment and like, I was literally like, oh my God, like he's going to crash them both. Like this is it. But the more I've thought about it and because he didn't crash them both, though it would have been amazing if he'd overtaken him. And I say that as a Carlos Sainz stan. No, but it would have been. But it It would have been because there would have been so much drama and no one would have admitted there was drama. Like it would have just been like a thousand passive aggressive comments and I like mean, uh being like no 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 we swear it's fine it's beautiful when they race against each other like right and there was even some of that like it I, like i think carlos was like yeah it's like what or maybe it was charles he was like it's really wonderful when we race each other like it's very right. it's like really um, the peak of what we're here to do However, did did you see that Carlos apparently, and I, I did not investigate this. I just saw it on Twitter, so I cannot confirm its total veracity. But I saw that Carlos apparently liked a tweet about how Carlos has honor and Charles doesn't. Stop. No, I feel like there's big, I, I feel like there's tension. Like there's, and, and, and I think it's pretty one-sided for Carlos. Like I boys don't. 100%. I think Carlos is so mad about it and Charles as like the golden boy is so oblivious. He's just like, I think he's like, fun. Yeah, I think if Carlos ever confronted him, Charles would be like, uh, what are you talking about? Like, I didn't He'd be totally confused. He'd be yeah. 100% confused. And I feel like you see that in a lot of the like, when they do like little like media appearances together and the like goofy stuff for the Ferrari YouTube channel and like Instagram and whatever. That like, very often Carlos comes into it like a little like hyper competitive and like not totally sure he's having fun. And Charles is just like, yay. And by the end of it, Carlos is like, yay. <laughs> I think for Charles, it's it. He seems to have a thing where like he knows that he's home there. Yeah. And yeah. And Carlos has a little bit of little brother energy to him. Oh, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. And, and, and Carlos, yeah. I was just gonna say, I also get the sense that it's like Carlos sees his competition as Charles, and probably pretty rightfully so. And Charles sees his competition as Max Verstappen. Right, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. Like Carl, Charles is not really concerned about. Like, he's happy for Carlos if he does well, and it's whatever. Um, but yeah, he's focused on Max, and like, 
That's really the long and short of it. And I think part of it too is that aside from just the fact that like Carl Charles has a long term has like a decently long contract and like is very like emotionally committed to Ferrari uh, to his detriment yeah. potentially. Carlos isn't. Carlos is much more mercenary about it because like teams are teams for him. Like he doesn't seem to have. There's no one team that is like, oh my God, that's the one I, I really, really want to race for. Like he just wants to race well. He doesn't really care where. So it does make their, both of their relationships with the situation, I think, very different in that regard. Yeah, I also feel like um, my sort of read of the, the vibe here overall is that like Carlos really is like out here trying to like get on the podium every week like he'd be he'd be this is like maybe rude to say I think he would be thrilled like getting third you know every week obviously that would be amazing for him I think Charles is like playing a long game that's like I will be a world champion and I don't really care what happens. Obviously, he cares what happens in every race. But I feel like there's just a more um, – I feel like he's playing a longer game. I agree. And I also think that by virtue of that longer game, Charles is is weirdly a little more amenable to results that aren't great if the process was okay. Like – if he if he races really aggressively and ends up spinning out and ends up with a DNF because they have to replace a gearbox or something, like he's frustrated, but I don't think he's really that mad about it fundamentally because he's like, well, I was racing the way I want to race. It's why and I think that's part of why like the Ferrari stepping on rakes makes him so crazy. Is it's like, yeah. no, if, if I, I want to win or lose on my own merits and and on what I am trying to do on the track, not because you fuckers can't decide whether I'm getting new tires or not. Yeah. Addie, you, um, I'll tie this back to our entire organization at Willits Pen. Uh, you wrote, published it today. We're recording this on Thursday night. Um, your Q&A with John DeMarsco and, and how you took a week's long break from the Mets and returned to Mets watching. You were at the game earlier this week. Everybody go read Addie's Q&A at, at wildspen.substack.com. We'll it was right very good. The, it was good. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Uh, as someone who used to work in TV production, it was very insightful. Oh, I'm so glad. I love talking to him. I think he's so smart and interesting and i love that like he really is out there making a movie every night in his mind and i i think it's so beautiful uh, there was one question i didn't end up using in the transcript because we got a little repetitive at the end but he was talking about he, he said something similar in what i kept but he was talking about how like people think that broadcasting is automatic it's just like a it's just like a a you know coming from the game into your television there's not that much like human insight behind a lot of like people's sense of a broadcast and i think he does such a great job of making it clear that there are like human artists like behind the camera of the mets games every night and and, and it is like a visible broadcast it's beautiful I think that's one of those things where I think it's easy to lose sight of potentially if you really only watch one team. Whereas if you watch multiple teams relatively regularly, or if you really like spread your viewing around, some teams are just, some broadcasts are way better than others. Like some broadcasts are just so much better about choosing their camera angles and choosing when to cut to a runner and, and, how to, to negotiate all of those different perspectives and how much time do you want to spend on somebody in the stands and what are they doing? And can you get dugout reaction shots? And just like all of that, there's a lot going into it. And some teams yeah. are really, really good at it. Some teams suck at it a little bit. And like, when you watch them sort of back to back, it becomes very obvious. Totally. And I, I, I fell in love with we... baseball. I was just going to say, I fell in love with baseball watching SNY. 
And that was my baseline for what it is to watch a baseball game, like on a consistent basis. Right. And when I – when I learned that that was not the case, it was heartbreaking. It's really heartbreaking to know the best, and now I can never have anything less. <laughs> no, as as somebody who grew up with, um, well, it was the Pacific Sports Network. It's been like seven different names. The Giants broadcast, <laughs> currently NBC Sports Bay Area, um, which I never remember what it's actually called now because I have a 40-year-old a syndrome, which is that my brain only remembers the name that I am most used to. But it's very much the same way where like the quality of those broadcasts is just very, very high and the broadcasters are so good. Like, I think they're very similar to the Mets broadcast in that way. Like, I really, really like watching the SNY broadcasts and pre MLB TV, like I didn't watch other teams. I might, I might catch some random Yankees or Mets or like Orioles games on TV when I was like visiting family and stuff, but like the bulk of it, I was watching one broadcast. So you, that is very much, it sets the standard. And then MLB TV comes along and you start watching whatever. And it's like, oh, some of you are not very good at this. And I mean, obviously like the national broadcasts were where I started to understand this even more deeply. Like, yeah, that is painful. Like even a boring local booth like knows who's on the fucking team you know it is talking about the game currently being played typically yeah we can talk in another month too about the difference between sny ron darling and playoff ron darling oh my god what do you guys think happens to him it's gotten better i actually i i did talk to him about this once when i was at the sporting news um but let's Let's save that because um, we also I, I wanted to get back to you. I didn't I brought us to the baseball um, and and after that pit stop, we'll we'll get back onto this road, which is um, the question I want to ask you is your vibes right now of the 2023 Mets and 2023 Charles seem quite in line with one another. <laughs> yeah. Which I realize I now did not phrase as a question, but go ahead. (laughs) No, no, it's just a statement. It's just a fact. And and I was thinking it's interesting because we really wrestled with whether we should like align Ferrari, you know, as a brand with the Mets as a brand when we've compared teams and, you know, across sports. But there are so many pieces, like they are very, like the specific moment of Ferrari and the Mets feels really, really similar right now. I also think that as a sports fan, Charles was like predicament of, holy shit, this team is making me crazy, but it's like the team that I've been emotionally invested in since childhood. And so now I'm just here. Like that is, that is an extremely relatable scenario. Like so good. It's just like, yeah, no, I get it. I would, uh, cause I would do the exact same thing if I was in his position. Like, I would absolutely be that person who everybody is like, why are you staying with this team? And I'm like, because eh, I am. Like, <laughs> And I do think it's interesting that you have, like, the Daniel Ricardo warning story of it all, where it's like, if you run away, if you leave home, it's not going to work out for you. And you're going to come back on your knees begging for a Red Bull seat. Like, you know, right. I think that, like, right. there's definitely <laughs> – like you said, what, what what's interesting to me about the dynamic again is that Carlos doesn't feel that way. Like he will, he will blow them up and he will leave, which leads me to a question 100%. that I don't really even want to consider. But if Carlos left, and obviously Charles is not going anywhere, who would you guys want on, as Carlos's replacement? Well. So the, the the tricky thing is that he, I mean, with that, he just signed that extension not that long ago. So I always wonder, like, are you going to do, first of all, are you going to pull that again? Like. Peace out at a moment's notice. 
Yeah, right. Are you either going to wait till the last second or are you just going to like, yeah, 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 I'm going to. Um, I'm going to sign a, an extension. Don't it's a, it's an, it's a foregone conclusion at some point. Um, and the thing is, is that Carlos has still got one full year on his contract as it stands after this. And I, I have almost have a hard time thinking about who will be available even then. I know. It like doesn't really even like I, I actually posed the question and I'm like sitting here without any answer. I do feel I do feel like, you know, one of the overall through lines with Ferrari right now and the Mets right now is that I, like I, I was going to say, I just hope Ferrari is learning something. Like, you know, yeah. we've all accepted, <laughs> right? Experience. <sighs> right. Like, we've all accepted, like, Max Verstappen's going to win every race. Max Verstappen alone is going to win the Constructors' Championship. Like, but the race for P2 is really fascinating. Um right. Let's pull up the standings. Um, and, and... Ferrari has to like has to have accepted that like what they should be doing for the rest of the season is using these races to like learn everything they can to try and have a fucking competitive car next year. And yeah. I feel very similarly about the Mets. I'm like I hope you're having a fucking learning experience right now. <laughs> right. You know. And I have to say um there was some there was some gloating on Mets Twitter last night. Are you guys familiar with Max Scherzer's final line yesterday? Oh yeah, it was, yes. it was not yes. pretty. It was not pretty. Scherzer not, versus Verlander was uh was the matchup. Dark. And Max got his ass handed to him. He sure did. So Ferrari has jumped to third. Um, they've overtaken Aston Martin. Which, Jesus Christ, which, I would hope so. Aston like, Martin has right. one competent driver. <laughs> right. Correct. Right. Um, I mean, so really, Lance's, I think... Lance is P9 overall. He's having a nice season. It's fine. But, like, it should that should not be enough to have you be anywhere but very middle of the pack. Mercedes. Uh, so Mercedes yeah, okay. has 273 points and Ferrari has 228 points. Aston Martin has 217 and then there's a huge drop off. McLaren has 115. Would you like Jesus. to guess how many points Red Bull has? Oh, it's like, like four, 400 well, or something. I'm, I'm looking at it, so I will not... Uh... <laughs> It's, it's some absolutely asinine. Yeah, it's something stupid. Well, they have five hundred and four hundred. Jesus Christ! Wait, five hundred and what? Eighty-three. Almost six hundred points. What the fuck? Jesus. Can, can, can we get some someone else? Okay, we, like, here's the thing. Can we just? This is like. It's a little bit like Otani, right? At a certain point. Or pre-injury, sorry, not good. But it was a little bit like Otani, where it's like, can we just give you some different award and just be like, here, you've won everything for all time. Here are all the things. Can we let everyone else compete now? Yeah, just like preemptively put Otani in the Hall of Fame so he right, doesn't like whatever. Like it's it's fine. We don't need to have this argument every year anymore. Like, let's move on with our lives. I saw this is this is proof of there's just Somebody will complain about everything. Somebody was complaining about the debate for like who the th- second and third place AL MVP people like, and like, why are you even doing this? Like, Otani's the obvious winner. Like, yes, Otani's the obvious winner. So let's have an actual second best conversation. Like, that's a reasonable thing to do. Like, yeah, if there was ever like, you know, interested in down ballot AL MVP, it's this. Well, and I totally agree that it's like that's 
it's like I been hate an that we're comparing the wonderful human being that is Shohei Otani to Max Verstappen, though. <laughs> okay, you guys know I can't believe I've become this person. I'm I'm like becoming a Max Verstappen defender. I like him. I think oh, I've God. been stuck on it for a little wasn't while. He, wasn't he, wasn't he like weirdly bigoted in some way? I do think yeah. that he is weirdly bigoted, but I also think that if we started picking off the weirdly bigoted drivers in F1, we might not be left with many. Okay, well, he is one of the only ones who's like used slurs on radio, though. Oh, that's worse like, than I thought. Yeah, okay, no, I'm not going to say not that better. I like it's him. not good. I am not going to say that I like him. But I I'll want him to way. win every race. I have, I have learned things that I didn't know were slurs that are slurs in Europe because of Max. <laughs> oh, that's horrible. I, I have to say the same. I did wow. not know that. I literally had to look it up because I was. they were like, uh, I didn't hear it on the radio. And... They were like asterisking it out in all the articles, and I was like, "What the fuck did he say?" Like, I genuinely could not figure it out. I just have no problem with him winning every race, and I think it's kind of fun. And I want to see him do something absolutely insane. Like, it's fascinating to me that he just broke the record win streak, and there are like at least how many races are left? Like, at least six or seven. Yeah. And he's going to win every single one. That's amazing. I'm getting real yeah. stone-faced reactions and, to this. Yeah. Yeah. I just I This is fundamentally right. This is the difference between Max and like Otani. Otani is fun. <laughs> and he does shit like occasionally hit a home run that's like 500 feet and like that's fucking great watching max is not fun for me no it's like if max is like it's boring it's watching the casino win at roulette i right i agree i don't think it's fun i think it's boring but i think it's amazing and then i will say it makes carlos signs leading for 14 laps the most anyone who's not a red bull has led this season all the more satisfying and all the more heartbreaking when max eat him eat him alive sure i mean that's like but like we shouldn't have yeah we shouldn't have to settle for fucking moral victories every week it's exhausting. Like, 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 like Otani doing crazy shit right. is great because it's Otani. Max right. doing crazy. Max just winning well, a bunch of races. It's and like, here's it's the like thing. things aren't competitive. Like the like the Angels are s- still bad. Right. <laughs> if Otani was on, like I don't know, a competent team, pick one. I don't even care. You know, if Otani you- was on the Dodgers, I'd fucking hate him. Um, I would walk into traffic. I'm saying that right now. Or, or if Otani was on the Astros. I would if Otani was on the Astros. Oh my god. If Otani was I on might the walk Astros. into traffic more with that option. I like, those, those are the two like you. nuclear but the point being let's, like let's not speak either of those things into existence uh, and, right. and instead let, let me just, I just compare I this. Otani. The thing is, is that because there is only there's no head-to-head competition. You have to compete against Max Verstappen every fucking week. If you had to play Otani every fucking week, you would also be tired of his shit. But you figure but you it out. Too. So <laughs> right, You're you'd so also right. probably figure it out at a certain point. But like, regardless, even if you'd never figured it out, it'd be exhausting. You'd be tired of it too. Part of I what makes fair. Otani so great too is that he's on this team that fucking cannot get out of its own way like for for years and that like weirdly he picked to be there but he's on his way out maybe it's like if max was on williams um but what max feels what watching max feels like is like watching domingo herman's perfect game oh and like yes Right, we're just like, I don't... uh... I appreciate this, but I don't want it to happen. It fucking sucks. He shouldn't... And and I texted my best friend as I was watching 
Domingo Herman's perfect game. I was like, well, congratulations to eight of the nine people involved in this. Like, I'm happy for Kyle Higashioka. That's neat. Deja Mayhu got to play in a perfect game. That's cool. I could just pretend literally anyone else <laughs> was at the center of that. All right. Well, sorry, Eddie. We've it's fine. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna die on this podcast. I'm like literally eating gummies as I go here. <laughs> I'm not going to die on the Max Verstappen Hill on this podcast, but but I'm on the record. I'm not going to lie to you guys. I, I You know that I am feral for Carlos Sainz. And the way when Max overtook him in the race, I was like, that was chic. That was chic. Also, a moment that I loved was when Max tried to overtake overtake Carlos, couldn't do it. Carlos, like, won't let him by. And Max gets on the radio and goes, that was naughty. (laughs) (laughs) He seems so excited. (laughs) I think the thing is, I think that's part of it, too, that I think Max is also a little bored with this. He's so bored. He's so bored. I think I like, might. I think it would really just be better for everyone if, like, somebody figured their shit out so that we didn't. And and I have and I will say, not Mercedes. Oh. Like, I think the Max and Lewis <laughs> thing. We don't need to go back to that. Not Mercedes. It was. We don't need I to go back. Does to that. have the same fucking car? Maybe he could drive it. Um, you know. Into you would some... think. He has won a race. That's true. Another person. Let's not not forget him. One two. I mean, I will say that was annoying. Like, I I am not a Red Bull fan. I want to be clear about that. Like, Christian Horner is a black hole of doom. Checo Perez, like, I get most excited when he's horrible because it's the most interesting thing. When he does good, I'm literally so bored. Like, one, two Red Bulls is... Snooze. I mean, unacceptable. The like, only... Right, that's the- way too far. The only good thing I will say, I I was rooting for Max to win in 21 because it was so fucking funny and it was a tight contest and it was great. And also I have never seen Toto look like he was going to pop every blood vessel in his forehead quite as much. And it was glorious. And, and the Toto and Christian like, catty bickering was so good it was the most entertaining thing and I think that's what I I think that's what I miss that like Christian Horner's shtick isn't funny when nobody is competing yeah like he doesn't get to he doesn't get to be the heel when there's nobody there to be the face like yeah he has he has no real there's no foil and, and it is the most entertaining when there, there are... Is no, there is no rock to his Stone Cold Steve Austin. Exactly. Like, the Christian and Toto thing is very is great television. Lewis and Max, as much as we don't need to go back to that, had some really compelling moments. Like, it would be one thing if Max was winning everything, but it's just like nobody's even making it a contest. What I would really like to see is Ferrari gain somehow, just by some way, get its car um, superior to Red Bull again. Um, but yes, that would be cool. And then the the competition be Ferrari uh, versus stepping on its own dicks. Versus Red Bull, <laughs> um, pulling out like every strategic shenanigan in the world to like back and forth with them, and then yeah, you could have Max and Charles. Well, and, and because that's the other other. thing, I I feel like Max the same way I do about Tom Brady, yes. which is I can acknowledge an incredible skill. I can acknowledge. Um, you know, lots of accomplishment, whatever. 
But also, but, fuck you. <laughs> but also, fuck you. Yeah. And also, like, I'm sorry, Tom Brady got roughing the passer called him if somebody sneezed within 10 feet of him. <laughs> and he had a, an offensive line that was like a brick wall. That man never read for his life in his entire goddamn career. That's how he played until he was 37 bajillion years old. You give Steve Young or Joe Montana... <laughs> Those rules and that offensive line, fuck you. Like, come on. And that's part of the problem is that I don't want to give Max all the credit. Like, okay, you're in an incredible car. Not everyone is in the same car. And you've got incredible strategy. Not everyone else has the same engineers and stuff. So it gets a little... Gets a little iffy to me when people start talking about... Here's... If, what if Carlos say. goes, I have an answer for you, Addy. Okay. If Carlos okay, okay. goes to Red Bull, the person who should replace him is Max Verstappen. <laughs> oh my god, that's beautiful. Oh my god, that would be insane. Is it, is it I will beautiful? Say, no, it's, people, it's, people, it's would people, people would die. People would die. Here's the thing. I will say. No, I think Max would be the committer of the murders. Yeah, that's that's a Max a Max incited murder. I do think like you know there have been the reverse rumors of like will Charles go to Red Bull and similarly it I don't see it like Max no. Verstappen is not a Ferrari. Charles Leclerc is not a Red Bull. If for no other all. reason, then Charles has no desire. Charles would rather stay at the team that is the one that he most desperately wanted to be at and be the number one and go play yeah. second fiddle to Max Verstappen. Like, why would he want to do that? Here's what I need to just double back and say. Sorry, I know I said I wasn't going to die on this hill. But, and I know that there are conspiracy theories that they're not giving Checo the same setup, blah, 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 blah. But there is someone out there who has literally all the things that Max has. Same car, same engineers, same everything. Mm-hmm. And he is not winning by 30 seconds. So well, no, because Checo is clearly not as good a driver as Max. I'm not saying that <laughs> exactly. other people. No, I'm not. I'm not saying that that he's not the best driver on the grid. I'm saying that saying he is. It's like when people say Tom Brady is the best quarterback to have ever played the game. It's like most successful. I, yeah. Okay. Okay. But yeah, but like, yeah, I think that's fair. It's it's you can't give him credit for everything he's accomplished. So it becomes not an apples to apples comparison then like definitionally. The greatest quarterback who ever lived is playing as we record this. I'll just say that. Jared Goff. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. (laughs) I, I literally cannot even remember who's playing today. It's the KC in Detroit. Oh, yeah, I'd, weird I'd, matchup yeah. for the first game of the season. Yeah, yeah I'd, okay, I'd, I'd accept Mahomes before I do Brady. Yeah, that is that is that is the hill I die on most readily. It's like when it comes Brady, to sports. Yeah, Tom Brady and Max Verstappen is such an apt comparison because it's like they're both really boring human beings. Yeah, they're oh, both yeah. like definitely mind freaks. They're they're both just sport bots. We're like I like I can sport imagine bots. Max, well. I can imagine Max being like I've never eaten a strawberry. Like I can you could take <laughs> quotes from both of them, and I probably would not be able to tell who was saying. Wait, what. we should actually play that game sometime. That is actually an incredible okay. game idea. Was it we, Tom Brady or Max Verstappen? Yeah, we do have a game, and it oh, is okay. it is also a guessing game. Um, and the way that All this right. game will work is. Oh, what's this the music to? Alright, it is time to press your luck. F1 style. I do not have a big board with spins. Uh, These guys already have all the big bucks anyway. Uh, So our game tonight is just the trivia portion of the Press your luck experience. Oh, press your um, luck. Yeah. Britt, you knew that immediately. Uh, 
again, solidarity in the, <laughs> yeah. in the 40s. <laughs> Peter Tamarkin forever. The spinoffs will I've never capture the Luck. I just oh, never heard so the theme song. I've never so seen oh. Press Your Luck in my life. Oh, it's so good. I it's think amazing. It's still on and Game also, Show Network and stuff occasionally. It's on Game Show Network. It's always on those like over the air yeah. channels that are like, you know, you know, the point ones and the point fours. <laughs> right. <laughs> Buzzer. Buzzer. Yeah. Um, yeah. My mom watches those. So the way that, that this will work is I will hold up my phone to the screen so I can see. Um, we don't have buzzers, do we? Um, so if you want to buzz in, yeah, just uh, slap something, make a noise, um, and you can buzz in. Uh, <laughs> if you answer for, if you are the buzz in person, uh, you just guess the answer. Um, the others will then get two other options. If you are right as the buzzer, you get three points. If you are right as uh, a second answerer, you get one point. Ready? Okay. All right. Yep. According to the New York Times, quote, if a survey could, oh, I should say, these these are all, um, I've rewritten them for uh, anonymity, but uh, these are all straight from driver Wikipedia pages. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, I love it. oh I love yeah. It. So, uh, according to the New York Times, if a survey could be made of all the Formula One drivers to establish who smiles the most, has the sunniest disposition, and seems to be generally the nicest guy, he would surely be the leader. Lewis Hamilton. Is the answer Lewis Hamilton, Daniel Ricciardo, or Yuki Tsunoda? Oh, Lewis Hamilton. Danny. Uh, you're in with Lewis Hamilton? Yes, yeah. Lewis Hamilton. Danny. Wait, wait, do me and Britt get guess right now? Yeah, you and you and Britt get to both uh okay. guess who I it is also, based on. I also guess Daniel Ricardo. Daniel Ricardo is the correct answer. So yeah. one point for Addy, one point for Britt. Uh, next next question. The son of a mineshaft explosives factory mechanic and a department store employee, he was granted a permit to study away from school after he disobeyed his mother's orders and seldom attended classes. He achieved a good academic performance by asking his classmates for notes and was unproblematic. Oh, I won. Uh, Esteban Ocon. Is the answer Esteban Ocon, Fernando Alonso, or Carlos Sainz? Um, I, I Esteban Ocon. Esteban Ocon. That was Fernando Alonso. Uh, what? No. <laughs> Sorry, that Fernando. I thought you were a nepo baby. I, right. I always forget that he's not. And like, I didn't realize how old he was. Um. Oh, he's he's a he's a yeah he's a thousand in sports years. Yeah, which I mean, Uh, my age. (laughs) He is younger than I am by uh, by four months. So got that going. Um, I'm older than all of them. Uh, Next question: His favorite soccer team is Wolverhampton Wanderers, same as his father. Too many damn Brits. George Russell. Is the answer George Russell, Lewis Hamilton, or Lando Norris? Yeah, I think George Russell. Lewis. George Russell is the correct (laughs) answer. Lily goes into the lead with three. Addy with two. Brit stays with one. Let's go. His father owns a small cleaning company. His mother is an undertaker, and he holds the rank of Lance Corporal in his home nation's army. Oh. Oh. Ooh. I think I know. Yes, Britt. I think it's Alex Albon. 
is the answer. Alex Albon, Carlos Sainz, or Valtteri Botas? Oh, damn it. I'm going to go Botas. Yeah. Brit's reaction makes me say Botas. Botas is the correct answer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, really yeah. Addy goes to three, and Britt goes to one for um, having the courage to buzz in. And, <laughs> and knowing it once the answer was... Uh, right. I think that there probably would be a pressure lock. Uh, was there an option, like, if if nobody buzzed in? Like, nobody knew that Peter Tamarkin would then read all three of the things on his card? I want to say yes. All right, so yeah, we'll give you the spin, the point, whatever we're doing here. Uh, we, we like to go that way. All right, uh, got a few more. This driver is a practicing Catholic who, despite saying that he feels guided by the hand of God in F1, is an honorary citizen of not Argentina, but Brazil. Is this Carlos Sainz? Eddie is guessing Carlos Sainz. Is this Carlos Sainz, Charles Leclerc, or Lewis Hamilton? Lewis Hamilton. Lewis Hamilton. Oh, he loves God. No, he loves He does Brazil. love God. <laughs> <laughs> and Brazil. Uh, one, point, one point apiece, so we got five, four, three. Double play. Next question. <laughs> Uh, he moved to Monaco one day after his 18th birthday and has said that it is not for tax reasons. In 2020, he bought a Dassault Falcon 900EX aircraft from Virgin Galactic. <laughs> that is straight oh. Wikipedia. He has said it is not for tax reasons. I think I know, but I also don't want to risk it. But I think I know. Um, I do too. But I'm really debating between two guesses. Though I did see a tweet just this week about Charles Leclerc not paying his taxes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm gonna. But yeah, I'm pretty sure it's Charles Leclerc. Is uh, the answer? Brent, do you want to go in with it? Yeah, with, sure. Uh, uh... Lance Stroll. All right. Is the answer, um, boy, it's none of those. Is it Esteban Ocon, Pierre Gasly, or Max Verstappen? Um, I was going to get, I was going to say Max. Yeah, Max was my second guess. He, because I know yeah, he lives Max. in Monaco. I well, most of them do, though. Well, that's exactly what I was going to say. I am obsessed with Monaco being like the, the, like the F1 hotspot. <laughs> For like, like I've never there's no, there's nowhere with a denser grouping of people who live in Monaco, right? Outside of Monaco, it's like how all pro wrestlers live in Florida. Yeah, exactly. Monaco has the highest per capita of F one drivers. I need to be That's unbelievable. And presidents are right. too. No one yeah. wants to live in Ohio. All right, this is the uh, this is the final question for for our game. Lily is in here with a lead, so see how it goes. He voiced an unspecified character in the Italian language dubbed version of the Toy Story spinoff Lightyear. Oh shit! <laughs> I read a whole article about that. I care. Oh, oh my god! I saw. Th- you saw the Italian dubbed version of Lightyear? I feel like I saw I feel like I saw a clip of this on Instagram or something. <laughs> Is it Lewis? Is it Lewis Hamilton, Charles Leclerc, or Carlos Sainz? It was it was Charles, yeah. It was Charles. Oh, of course. He's I the only he speaks perfect Italian. I was just going to say, he's the yep. only one who speaks good enough Italian. Yeah. So, Lily is the winner of tonight's uh, Press Your Luck. Congratulations uh, to you. And, and with that prize. <laughs> Very well done. Uh, Very well done. With, with that prize, you get to go uh, 
first, last, or where you get to pick your spot for for a hot take because I know that Addy wants <laughs> to get us out of here on hot takes yeah, for, for the race take. weekend. All right. Uh, I will go first and say uh, I I think Lance Stroll is going to make Britt pay for that comment about uh, (laughs) Aston Martin having only one competent driver. I say he 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 outraces Fernando Alonso this week, and this will stay in keeping with my hot take of uh, Fernando Alonso will finish outside the top five at the end of the season. Wow. Honestly, hmm. good for him. <laughs> well, also, okay, so it's an off week this week. Then next weekend is Singapore. Yes. Um, which is a pretty, like, difficult race, right, Britt? Yes, the the weather can be really funky, and it just it tends to get a little weird. I we do things like go to Singapore during her monsoon season. Yeah, I have not. Well, we could all go to the Singapore Grand Prix. Yeah, let's do that. Why not? I we really that earlier. Singapore is incredibly beautiful. It's also just like the most expensive place in the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When it sings, it pours. <laughs> um, my hot take is Charles Podium. I like oh, it. I love Charles. Sec- Charles second place. To who? <laughs> Lance Stroll. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god what an amazing race it's going that would be that would be the can you imagine if we just got like a little dispatch from the future that that was like a picture of lance stroll on the top step right. like, oh, no that that's a sign of the apocalypse that can't be good uh it's like lance charles logan <laughs> oh my god <laughs> Logan Sargent getting a podium would 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 mean the end of the world is coming. Yeah, it would 100%. be hundred percent. There were yeah, millions upon millions upon millions of dollars of, of damage would have had to have happened. All of the other the other seventeen drivers, right? Yeah, right. they have to be it dead. They happen to be so far behind. He wasn't. Wait. If if they're in Singapore during monsoon season, who better to send though than the Florida man? This could be his. That's true. That's true. Compelling. He, that would be amazing. He's like, he's like incredible. Like right. I'm in my natural habitat. Yeah, hundred percent. I'm always rooting for it. Mm-hmm. I really am. I, I have to say, I was thinking back to when we did our, you know, our like kindergarten boards and i met all of these gentlemen for the first time and i hated logan Sargent. like i hated him so much and what i didn't understand was that it's like like that's like punching down (laughs) you know a little bit yeah yeah he's just just trying to get through the day yeah a hundred percent i was like so annoyed by him being like this season i drive for america and i was like buddy you don't drive for me and now i'm like honey you do you drive for me (laughs) right right it because formula one is the one place where like american exceptionalism does not really work yeah (laughs) like like the one american owned team is dog shit (laughs) oh where is the singularity between Logan Sargent and Gronk? Because <laughs> um, they are like Gronk is more talented. They are two sides of the same coin. Logan's but, also mm. not anywhere near that much of a himbo, though. Yeah. But but again, it's like Logan isn't good at his sport. Like Gronk was dumb, but he was good at football. Okay, but see, this this is the tricky thing, though, right? It's very easy about them, but 
It's very easy to say he's not good at his sport. He's also one of 20 people on the planet who are allowed to do this. Fair. Fair. So it's a very, it's a very weird, like, I don't know. It's like saying a bench player is like really bad at baseball. Like, yeah, sort of. Like on some level, yeah. Yeah. But they're also like on a major league roster. Unlike right. 99.9% of humanity. It's that weird, like. No, right. Of course. Of course. It's yeah, all very I, silly. Kyle Farnsworth sucks kind of way. Yeah. 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 He can throw the ball a hundred miles an hour, which nobody, you know, at, at that time, especially like. Right. Nobody who, else could who do else that. Throwing that hard. <laughs> right. And it who else was having balls matter. hit that far? <laughs> Right. Right. Britt, what's your hot take? Okay, I don't have a hot take, but I do have you mentioned oh who do we who would we want to replace Carlos mm-hmm. if Carlos mm-hmm. leaves when his contract's up? Mm-hmm. Pierre. Pierre. One hundred percent. Give oh, Charles his emotional cute. support, bestie. It would be the that I don't even care what the results would be like. I don't even care what the results would be. It would be the best content ever. I would watch every race. Oh, my God. There would be so much fan fiction. Oh, my God. The the internet would explode. It would be perfect. It's all I want now. My hot take is Lando Norris should grow a beard like Jesse's. (laughs) That, That presupposes that he can. If he can, he should. Look at his facial um, hair. We know he can't. That is the facial hair of a man who can't do that. No, not has, like, can, but I think he should. I think he should try. I think he should get, you know, the, the oils and stuff. The and attempt would be very funny. So but, funny. Um, my real hot take is that um, speaking of Logan Sargent, he's going to score a point this week. Or next oh, week. Wow. I like it. He's, he's gonna he's gonna get ninth. He's not gonna <gasps> just score one point. Hey. He's gonna get wow. That's a fun take. That, that would be absolutely huge for him. I and might then cry. score a point the rest of the season. Yeah, that would make sense. He'll like DNF in Austin. It'll break his there's heart. There's gonna be something weird with with water or something in, in Singapore, and it's gonna give Logan mm. Sarkis. Logan, he's gonna qualify like like seventh for some reason, but then he'll he'll end up in ninth. I'm ready for that. I'm ready for that. that a race where a race where Logan Sargent gets points and Charles comes in second. It sounds dreamy. Oh my god! I I will say that speaking of of and Lance like, on the yeah. top step of the podium, embarrassed as hell to be there. Right. <laughs> exactly. On the subject of you do race for me, Logan Sargent. Logan Sargent getting a point would definitely make me um, feel a little bit like when the U.S. women's uh, national hockey team plays Canada, and I just want to like <laughs> run around screaming like a bald eagle in, in like a it's stars like, and stripes like, jumpsuit. It's like I I hate America except for when sports. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Except for the, this very specific context, Canada's fine. Except right now, fuck Canada. Like it's very much that sort of scenario. Well, and it's like you know, it's a worthy adversary here. Like we are, we were really born of being like enough of the British, enough of the European supremacy. It's and true. Says, it's true. F one says not enough. <laughs> Right, right, which just makes me want to stomp my feet like a child and be like, "Well, you're not my real dad." And like, <laughs> I always like, I always love like, you know, obviously they like show the speeds in both kilometers and miles per hour, mm-hmm. and I'm always like disgusted. I look at it and I'm like, Ugh, like that the top one. What the fuck Gross. is a kilometer? <laughs> Literally, what the fuck is a kilometer? I'm like, they're going <laughs> 300 like, miles an this- hour. Oh wait. <laughs> What I, like the, the Brits use miles sometimes. I didn't know that until the other day. They like sometimes they'll use miles and feet instead of. They're so con- they're so confused. It they're it so is confused. the British system. Yeah, I mean it is imperial. It is, it is after all the British system. Um, 
They just We're got the only ones pressure. using Fahrenheit, which is correct. And I will yeah. die on that nail. Fahrenheit makes sense. Celsius is drunk. You yeah, cannot make like Celsius Fahrenheit. make sense. Oh, but Canadians have tried. I'm, I'm not in a lab. When I'm in a lab, I will use Celsius. And when I'm in a lab, I'm going to probably use fucking Kelvin anyway, just to piss you off. <laughs> okay, here's what I will say. It makes sense to me that zero is freezing and 100 is boiling. No, because, like, your body yeah. is 100 degrees, kind of. But, but your body would not be 100 degrees if we were measuring it in Celsius. But, like, like that doesn't make, like, it makes sense for Fahrenheit. Fahrenheit's, yeah, like, relative true. to humans, and Celsius is relative to water. What's stupid about Fahrenheit is that it's 32, that's the, it's 32 and 212, and then body just, temperature is 98.6. Body like normal body temperature should be a hundred. I agree with that. And then you yeah, kind of, it like, would make more sense have, to me if it was a hundred. From there, sure, but it's yeah, not. I mean, if, but it's still right. My my issue with Celsius is that the okay. So when I use temperature, most of the time I'm using mm-hmm. temperature for two things: the weather, eighty percent of the time. The rest of the time, I'm turning my oven on. Like that's that's what I'm using it for. So I want weather temperatures to make sense. Celsius weather temperatures do not make sense. <laughs> like there should not, the difference between 35 and 38 should not be meaningful. Yeah, no, I agree. Cause it's like 30, what? 35 Celsius is, is, is 95 degrees and 38 degrees Celsius is, well, I guess is a hundred. But like like 30, 35 doesn't seem like a lot. Like a hundred is a lot of numbers. Okay, but obviously we feel that way because we grew up with Fahrenheit and people who use Celsius feel the exact same way. Well, but they're wrong because they're I Canadian. Think the is, I think the difference is not really in the in how hot it is. Cause like once you get above 30, yeah, okay, it's fucking hot. It's like the difference between fifteen and 20 in celsius is like and you're like oh okay so it's going to be between 15 and 20 today oh but wait later it might be like 12 or it might get up to 22 who knows what do those things like those things are close together numbers that represent different amounts of jacket layers and and shit Right. And also that's a low number. Like 15 is a low number, but 15 Celsius is not cold. I do feel like you do have a point there. It's like numbers. It's just like 30 is 86 and, and, and 40 is 104. That's like 18 degrees in 10 degrees. Right. It is, the scale just feels off. I, I, I'm hearing this and it, it does make sense that it's like, it, it does feel just sort of like energetically right. It's like, it's obviously been like a million degrees lately. More like, I mean, it's been like a hundred degrees. It's been a hundred right. degrees for four fucking straight days and I hate it. It's right. so bad. And and the fact right. that that's, that that's 100 degrees, like that feels like an appropriate measure for what it feels like outside. Yeah, you say right. it's 40 degrees outside. You're like, that's not that hot. Right. If, yeah, a hundred degrees is really saying something. Zero is very, very cold and a hundred is very, is you know, very hot. That like logically tracks. Like that's a that's a, a range. That yeah, like in, inherently yeah, kind of makes oh, right. sense. Fuck Celsius. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> fuck Celsius. Can, and again, what the fuck is a kilometer? America. The the compromise position that that I would like is a just you use Celsius. So that zero is freezing, and then when it's below zero, it's freezing, and then you just double the whatever it is in Celsius. So that two hundred is the boiling point of water, and mm. one hundred is um, inhumanely fucking hot because fifty degrees Celsius is is now what? Like one hundred and twenty. Uh, Let me look. Fifty yeah, degrees Celsius is currently. 122, yeah, 122 degrees. Yeah. So, 
above 50 is way too goddamn hot. Um, above, I mean, I, I mean, above 100 is you get up to 100, you should absolutely not be a fucking outside. You get below right. zero, it's cold, it's below freezing, you should not be fucking outside. Zero to 100 is the range that you should be in. And zero Fahrenheit is too goddamn cold. We shouldn't be talking about weather that's zero Fahrenheit that is like, like, zero should be an achievable number so that we can go below it. And, you know, I think Montreal does have that right. Like Montreal, the weather in winter makes sense. You go there, you see, oh, it's negative a whole fucking lot. That makes <laughs> yeah, that's sense. true. That's absolutely true. Celsius negatives. I'm always like, you're right. It is negative 15 degrees right now. <laughs> yeah. So we've settled it. The world has a new temperature scale. Put it, we did put it, it, guys. To, uh, we did welcome. it, though. You're welcome, society. Yep. Next uh, up, we'll fix Ferrari. <laughs> that's going to take longer, though. Yeah, that's a bigger oh, project well. than reconfiguring uh, temperature measurement for all of society. Mm-hmm.